What up, what up, what up? It's Rondell, a.k.a. King Ronda Down. We're back. I know you miss me. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but I've been busy, you know what I mean? Living my best, my very best. We have a very special guest in the building today, Tokumbo, a.k.a. Tokito Negrito. What up, man? What it do, what it do, man? <laughs> Thank you for joining us today, man. No problem, no problem. So, this guy, um, all over the world, most specifically, most recently, Taking a tour of West Africa, that's just been blowing up the gram, and I'm just like, man. And I'm my one of my upcoming trips is uh, to West Africa, my first time in the region to Togo and Benin, and we talked about that a little bit off off the air. But um, let's let's get into it, man. Let's get into it. So, where are you from originally? Uh, so I was born in New Jersey, moved to Ohio, lived in Ohio for seven years, then moved to Georgia, lived there for three years, and. For 15 years, been in Houston. So instead of giving people the full story, I just tell them Houston. But mm-hmm. basically, I guess. But you've been around. Yeah, been around. <laughs> man. Yeah. Cool. And Houston for 15 years, so that feels mostly like home base now. Yeah, yeah, that's that's home. Yeah. Okay, okay. And how did you get started with your travels? Because I mean, we've been homies on on social <laughs> media for a long time now. But how did you get started in all that? Man, so honestly, man, it just. All right, so it was basically bad situation. So I'm in college, you know, I used to spend my money on, you know, clothes, designer shoes, and then, what, like a few days before Christmas, man, I got my apartment broken into, man, got like $10,000 worth of stuff stolen. Wow. You know what I mean? Wow, that's crazy. Uh, ended up catching a dude, got like restitution, whatever. But um, fast forward, so like since then, it was just like, I never got my stuff back. So since then, it was just like, I started putting my money towards travel or mm-hmm. some that someone can't take from me. Right, you know, right, I right. always had the memories and it just started then. So yeah, after I got my stuff stolen, what I booked a trip spring break to Dubai. It was low key like a flex, like man. Was that I, the <laughs> was that the the Dubai glitch fair that everybody was on? No, no, was no, that? no, that was okay. That was, okay. I, that was like uh, I think. The December coming up after, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. The, okay. the two fifty. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody and their mama's black <laughs> ass was in Dubai. Dubai yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but, uh, but that's a that's a good point. I think we should sit on for a second, man. Um, the idea of when you realize that material things are in everything, and then you start spending your money more on memories and experiences that can never be taken away from you. Yeah, yeah I think that's a real thing. I think. Um, for for everybody has their I won't I won't even say vice I was gonna say vice but it's not even a vice everyone has their indulgences the things mm-hmm. that they want to spend their money yeah, on yeah, yeah. and if you work for your money man you could do whatever you want whatever with your money, you, you know? want don't but let nobody like, tell you what you're spending yeah, yeah. what you can or cannot spend mm-hmm. your money on yeah. but I'm with you obviously um, my number one indulgence is travel <laughs> but I hate that you have to go through such a harsh experience <laughs> to get there jeez. <laughs> But so you you ended up booking a trip to Dubai, so that was one of your first big trips. Yeah, that was one of my uh, first big trips. So it was kind of like a flex, like man, y'all took my stuff, but you know I still got money, man. Right. Let me start traveling. Y'all can't take this from me. So right. it's kind of like a flex. And then as I started like traveling, so like I did my first solo travel that summer, where I went to uh, Thailand, Malaysia, and Singapore. Okay. So like when I started traveling, I was like, man, that's when I got like the travel bug. I went to Asia. I was like, man, this is real nice. Like, when I really want to start traveling more, I start following different people. Like, where in the world is B, uh, Mister Vigabon? And I was reading mm-hmm. their blogs, and I was just like, man, so many places I want to see, get right. inspired. And I was just like, it just took off from there. But, right. Yeah. And your background. Um Nigerian and Dominican, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gro- so, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Man, growing up, man, so my dad, man, like, we basically used to travel all the time by land, like in car. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we had this Chrysler green van. My dad basically used to drive everywhere, man. If he could drive to Africa, he would. Man. <laughs> we used to drive from, uh, like, Ohio to New York all the time, man. Like, wow. if not every other weekend, every summer. I mean, he'll drive from Ohio to Florida. He'll drive from Ohio to Texas, Ohio to New Mexico, man. We've wow. basically been all around the states in the van, man. So it's like I got that traveling, I guess, early, you mm-hmm. know, man, falling in love with skyscrapers, first time being in New York. Right. It's just like, man. But, yeah, we used to drive everywhere, man, Ohio to Canada, 
But yeah, even took like a few trips, not too many. But uh, the first time I went international, I think it was Canada. The second time, I think uh, going to Dominican Republic. Okay. Yeah, so that was like the first time I got to really see, you know, like poverty. You mm -hmm. know, so I felt like that kind of like helped me to be, you know, low maintenance. Right. You know? I mean, the first time I was there, like I was taking bucket showers, cold showers. I didn't understand. At right. the time, I'm like six, seven years old. I'm like... Why are we taking, you know, these kind of showers, right. where the lights at? You right. know, I didn't understand at the time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and I felt like that was just like, you know, I guess the building blocks, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I say it all the time that people um, whose families come from other countries have a, have a slightly different perspective on what the travel experience is. When you go to another country... <laughs> that's home to some people and you get to live that experience of living there yeah. is different from being a tourist going there because DR on the on the resort side is very different yeah. from DR. <laughs> Punta Cana is real different from Santo Domingo <laughs> right. or San Pedro de Macorís. Right, yeah. right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So have you, uh, since your father was Nigerian, did you ever go to uh, West Africa as a kid, or did that? No, no, no. So, man, so I don't know. Our mindset when we was younger, it was it was way different. It was like my dad all the time was like, "Yo, let's go to Nigeria," but it's like all we hearing is you know terrible stories about right. our aunts or uncles being robbed, right. and you know. And it's like, why we want to go there? And we was always used to make jokes like, "Man, I ain't never going to uh, Nigeria. We ain't never going to Africa. Right. They're gonna have to drag us." But you know, we was just, I guess, ignorant at the time. Didn't really know too much. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah. So I didn't go to Nigeria till my first time till I was what two thousand. What year was it? Two thousand sixteen. Okay. Two thousand sixteen. Yeah, like two years ago. That was my first time ever going. But that was like after you know I started traveling. It's like, man, I really want to go to Nigeria. But I felt like it, it was it's good in a way. You understand? To when you you got to be like a certain maturity level. Also, like I feel like a lot of times in West Africa, like if you travel when you're young, you're just gonna be around parents. You gonna go from house to family member to different houses, just eating food, not seeing really much. Right. And you're not gonna really like it. You understand? But so I felt like it was a good time to you know when I went two years ago, even okay. though it was later. But yeah. right. And so. Some of your early travels, I know you said Dubai. What are some of the uh, first trips that you went on after that? Um, so because that that kind of got you interested, yeah, piqued yeah, your yeah, interest, yeah. and you was like, "Huh, what else y'all got going on?" Yeah, out here, world? so like I took a, I ended up taking like a a, a, a break from school, mm -hmm. and I, I basically was just like, "Man, how can I travel and you know make money?" So I just ended up getting like this quick cert, and I ended up teaching in China. Okay. So I was in China basically to travel. You know, I was well, I was working, you know, dedicated working, but I had like four months off. So I got to travel, you know, Southeast Asia and a lot of Asia. So that was just like, man, it was like the best thing ever, you know, traveling all those countries, getting to see, you know, different, you know, cultures and how people live in. But, um, yeah. And that was, I think, um, a few people that have been on the podcast have mentioned teaching abroad as, as a way that, uh, a channel to explore, especially it seems around China, yeah. um, Hong Kong and Beijing, Shanghai, just going there, teaching English and then having the experience of one, the opportunity to be close to so many countries yeah. in Asia. And two, you get paid pretty well for it. Yeah. That's if you're able, I mean, it's, it's such a different culture though so yeah. you gotta you gotta you gotta be able to withstand that i guess yeah, it, it yeah. comes at a price yeah yeah but so how long were you out there i was there for a year for okay a year. yeah yeah and what are some of the countries that you went to out in asia oh uh, so i went to i went to japan south korea taiwan i traveled china hong kong macau laos thailand again vietnam cambodia philippines let me see. I think that's everything. And Laos, I think, was the one that really... Is that the one that has, like, the cascading waterfalls? Is that Yeah, Laos? yeah, that's it. Man, that's you're, it. That's you, it. you were the first one I saw post that photo, and I was like, I gotta get to Laos. I, <laughs> it wasn't even on my radar before that. And that's what I love about Soul Society, man. It was just... Not only for me, who was traveling often, but it, it just exposed me beyond what I thought I would be seeing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, damn, black people everywhere, man. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Um, so after you got back from Asia, yeah, you were back in Houston? Uh, 
San Marcos. That's uh, where my university is, Texas okay. State. Yeah, so I came back, went back to school, finished, got my degree. I mean, I, I went while I was in school, I was always, you know, putting my money towards travel. You right. know, spring breaks, Christmas breaks, you know, when I could, I would always try to travel during school. But, um, yeah, so I was in okay. Texas State. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And you graduated, and what happened after that? So after I graduated, well, I just graduated... Yeah, I graduated 2017. Okay. Yeah, so I graduated 2017, and yeah. So what? Let me see. I'm trying to see. So, oh, so that um, was just that was just last year. Yeah, so that, that was just last year. Yeah, yeah. And you back on the scene already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I graduated. Well, I graduated. So the Hurricane Harvey happened, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was like a blessing in disguise, low key. It was like one of the best paying jobs that I that I got. So I was like in school, finishing my last semester and working, basically, man, making a lot of money with FEMA, man, just mm-hmm. driving around, taking pictures of the houses and right. doing like questionnaires, like inspections. Right. So that was like the best job ever, man. I got to save up like so much money, and basically that was the money that was just saved up, man. And I was just like always wanting it to go to West Africa. That was like always been a passion. It was just like well, not always because when you were younger, you <laughs> well, not like... always, yeah, well, not always, but uh, yeah, as of late, like yeah, as of late, yeah. it was like I, I wanted to travel all to Africa. You know, I wanted to do one big trip, just doing all of Africa right. all at once, but. Uh, after traveling West Africa, I can see that, man. You, you gotta, need to break that you up. You need to break it up in parts. You can't <laughs> travel. That in regions. Yeah, yeah. It's intense. It's, it's intense <laughs> for a lot of reasons. I think uh, yeah. Africa, many countries in Africa are not set up for tourism properly, so you got to yeah. navigate that. And then money-wise, also not cheap to get around. Like, one, we all know typically it's not cheap to get there, but just mm-hmm. for some reason, traveling between the countries in Africa are not cheap. Mm-hmm. Um if you're trying to do it by plane, that by plane, yeah, plane. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, so you've been how long have you been in West Africa? I got just FYI, <laughs> I got this guy hot off the press back in the U.S. <laughs> He's been touring West Africa for how long? 135 days. 135 wow. Days, wow. So. <laughs> so tell like I don't even know where to begin with that. 135 days in West Africa, man. What countries were you in out there? And yeah, let's start there. What countries okay, were you in? So, West Africa? Um, I did ECOWAS. ECOWAS is economic, um, basically Western states of West Africa. That's mm. what it stands for. So it's like it's made up of fifteen countries, and I end up doing like fourteen of those countries. So I started in Ghana. You want me to name all the countries? Yeah, man. <laughs> so or if you can remember. <laughs> so I started in Ghana. Then I went to Togo. Then I went to Burkina Faso. Then I went to Niger. Then I went back down to Benin, and then I went to Nigeria. I was in Nigeria for a while, got to discover, man, I really got to discover, you know, the culture. Well, let me continue. Uh, <laughs> so I was there for a while, man. I really enjoyed Nigeria. And then from Nigeria, I went back to Ghana. And then from Ghana, I went to Ivory Coast. Ivory Coast uh, went into Guinea, and then I went to Liberia. And then from Liberia, Sierra Leone, Sierra Leone, Guinea again, Guinea. And then Guinea-Bissau, from Guinea-Bissau, Senegal, Senegal, Gambia, then Mali. And, yeah, that's all of ECOWAS. And then I did uh, Mauritania. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That is intense, bro. Yeah. And did you set out to hit all those countries, or did you just say, oh, I'm going to go out to West Africa and see what happens? Um, so, like, man, this trip, like, I got so much, like, negative, like, feedback, negative, mm. so much negativity from family members. Like, I was even asking, like, a few people that I seen that already traveled it. Like, there was this one girl, uh, what's her name? I think the Wanderer, the Solar Wanderer or something. Okay. She's, like, a South African. She traveled from South Africa to, like, the, the top of, uh, uh, Africa to like Tunisia. Okay. So I was asking, I was seeing her pictures. I was like, oh, she did West Africa. Let me ask her. And then she was basically telling me like all this bad stuff happened. She was like, don't go to West Africa, do South Africa, oh, wow. Southern Africa, do East Africa. The the tour, tourist infrastructure was already there. Yeah. And I was just like, yo, what happened? Whatever. And I was just like, you know, she, she kind of like had me kind of shook a little mm. bit, you know, kind of scared. And I was just like, ah. But I was like, I always think like, you know, other people in my experience are not the same. You know what I mean? I feel like, not that I'm invincible, but right. I feel like I could go almost anywhere in the world. I'd right. be fine and have a different experience from what you'll have. 
But um, so yeah, so the, that was a, a negative uh, feedback I got. Then family members, you know, they was like, "You want to go where? You want to go all these places? They're real dangerous." You know, different stuff, and it was just like I ain't get really no positive energy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's just like, man, it's like. But knowing me, I'm stubborn, so I'm gonna, I, my mind already on West Africa. Right. My, my flight already booked, so it's like, what you am like, I about to do? I'm you're like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna flight. catch this flight tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then that's another reason. Like, honestly, when I travel, like I don't really make announcements because I don't want to really hear people' opinions. Like, oh, be careful of this, this, that. You know what I mean? Or family. You know, family always, you know, talking. And most of them not really too fond of my travels. Right. You know what I mean? They feel like it's just me spending my money, you know, wasting my money. But, uh, so, yeah, this was like, this lately became a passion, you know, showing West Africa and, you know, showing the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's just like, man, you can't even name five movies that show Africa in a good light. You know right. I mean? Black Panther is a one, but it just came out. Right. Like, what everything else, all the other movies show civil war, refugee camps, what terrorist terrorism, what else, poverty. Yeah, they don't really show nothing else. They don't yeah. show nothing else. They yeah, don't show nothing else. Or or slave movies, you know, right. slavery, or you know, that's, that's all you see. You don't see nothing. You know, good, no good movies. Like man, I'm gonna go to Africa because I seen this movie. Everything right. else is just it makes you scared when you hear of Sierra Leone. What you think of? Blood diamond, you think of you know the diamond mines, but yeah. And I think that's one of the beautiful things of social media is that it connects us in that way that you can get to see the truth, and and not only the truth but also just some the other side of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like the so the the truth may be that there are some things going on in some of these countries, mm-hmm. but you can also see the other side that everyone refuses to show. Mm-hmm. Like, you you showed, um, I don't know if it was like a uh, natural pool or something like that in Nigeria that yeah. I had never seen. Yeah. And I I mean, I know tons of people that went to Nigeria, and I'm like, it looks like similar to the cenotes in Mexico or like <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's in blue in Haiti or something like that. And I'm like, Guy, you out of all the people that have been to Nigeria, this is the very first time I'm seeing this. Yeah. And so that's why I appreciate social media for connecting us in that way, man. Like yeah. everyone can show their experiences and you can be enlightened and, and put on to some stuff that you may never see anywhere else. Yeah. So out of all those countries in West Africa, mm-hmm. you have a favorite? <laughs> and are you are you biased because you're half Nigerian? Man, it's gonna sound like you're a Niger biased. boy. It's gonna, it's gonna sound like I'm biased, but man, like Nigeria, I'm telling you, uh-huh, it, it uh-huh. has it all. It has it all. But I, I can <laughs> I can name a few other ones where it's like, man, it took me by surprise. Right, like, Guinea, despite being in jail for 32 hours for for espionage. <laughs> Uh, we gonna get back to that. <laughs> we gonna get back to that. But uh, <laughs> Guinea, Gambia. Let me see. What else? Sierra Leone was really nice. It was really nice. Okay. I mean, it took me by surprise. I didn't know they beaches and free time was you know the way it was. Like mm. man, good roads. You know, mountainous. You know, like the city is like really popping. Like it's okay. real nice. Beaches okay. real nice. But um, but back to Nigeria though, man. Nigeria, man. A lot of people. You know, they don't really get to experience because it's like when they come in there, it's like they, they're already hearing stuff from, you know, other family or friends, you know, saying it's dangerous or so most of them, you know, when they come to Lagos, that's like all only place that they travel to yeah. Lagos. And, you know, they're not really, I feel like they're not really exploring it like they should. They're right. kind of like they got to shield up thinking like, oh, something bad's going to happen right. or it's a bad place. That's what they think thinking in their mind, but... Man, Lagos has it all. Yeah, Lagos is nice. It has the nightlife, you know, has the beaches, you know, um, markets, basically, just shopping malls. But outside of Lagos, man, there's so much history. All the history is outside of Lagos. Mm. Man, in different places, Abadon, Ife, um, North, uh, North, Northern Nigeria, the Hausa, mm-hmm. the Hausa tribe. It's one of the oldest uh, tribes in West Africa. But yeah, so much culture. There's so much different d- diversity in Nigeria, man. Right. It's just like, man, it's like, it's real nice, man. And then not even to, let's get back to the scenery. Mm-hmm. The scenery, is so much to see, man. There's, there's so much to see. There's like, you could, there's two different type of uh, savannas. There's the dry savanna where you can see, you know, elephants, giraffes. 
you can see uh, lions, even though they're few in the park, and then you got the the tropical the tropical uh, rainforest. But yeah, man, you can see gorillas. A lot of people don't know you can see gorillas. Man, when I go back to Nigeria, I'm gonna make sure I go to those parks and show every everything that you could do in Nigeria. Right. Yeah, you can see gorillas, and it's like one of the cheapest places and best places to see it in the world. Huh. Yeah, like in uh, Rwanda, the the permit is like thirteen hundred. Just I was, permit alone. Yeah, I was just talking about Rwanda earlier and how it's become like this. I guess luxury destination for for that experience, and I'm yeah. like, geez, well, y'all not making that affordable for people to come. Yeah, that's expensive. Uh, man, I had the prices. Uh, and one thing know. that one thing that has always caught my attention is, I've only so far done the southern region of Africa, mm-hmm. um, South Africa, Botswana, Zimbabwe, Zambia. Mm-hmm. Is that a vast majority of the people that you see traveling there are old white people? Mm-hmm. It ain't us, which <laughs> makes me very frustrated. And it, and it, I think it's. Multiple things. I think one is the fear of the cost of getting there and how expensive the trip could be, but mm-hmm. there's a way to do it very affordably. Um, I think it's the fear of crime because you always hear that crime and poverty in Africa, which mm-hmm. from all of my experiences, I've just seen beauty and I've never had any issues with crime or mm-hmm. anything like that while I've been out there or my safety for that matter. Um, and I think it's also just, like, the unknown. Mm-hmm. Like, you hear so much. Like, you you start hearing about London and Paris from the time you're, like, what, <laughs> four years old. Yeah. So, in your mind, it's like, oh, London and Paris. Like, I have to go eventually. Yeah. And, you know, the Caribbean, if you're in the U.S., yeah. the Caribbean and Mexico, because it's right there. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, it's like Africa. Africa seems just like, wow, Africa. You've been to Africa? But it's like, That's yeah. Crazy. And I once you like... go once, mm-hmm. you realize just how attainable it is and mm-hmm. just... You you almost want to kick yourself for taking so long to get there. Yeah, yeah, man. I don't even gonna lie. Like one of the first places where I was like, you know, like one of my first trips where it was kind of like solo, and it was me and my brother. But it was like kind of like our first trip. It was like Europe, and it was just like if you think of it, like man, all these social media and everything kind of push you towards you know Europe or the Caribbean. Definitely not Africa. And I, right. I felt like man, then it's crazy because like. When people get their passport, where's the first place they want to go? They want to go to Paris. They want to see Rome. They right. want to see London. Right. And it's like, Africa's probably not even in their mind. Right. But yeah, so I want to change that. That's That was the whole purpose of the trip. So you, you have been... Well, before we get to the content you've been creating there, <laughs> let's yeah. talk about this 32-hour arrest. <laughs> <laughs> Man. How did that happen and how can I avoid it? Is the better question. Man, so hold on. Let me rewind. So uh, I was telling you about the, the South African that she told me all this stuff that, yes. that happened to her. Yes. So she told me that she went to jail twice and she had to get bailed out by the U.N. embassy. And I'm thinking like, what is she? You know, I wasn't trying to victim blame, but I was like, what are you doing to get locked up? You know what right, I mean? right, right. I'm thinking like, there ain't no way I could go to jail. Right. And then when I'm in jail, I thought of that. I was like... You Here I am. <laughs> you can find yourself easily in jail, man. So please enlighten <laughs> so, me and the listeners. <laughs> oh man, so um, so I'm leaving Ivory Coast. So basically, I want to see this mountain, Mount Nimba. It's a massive mountain. It's basically on the border of all three countries: Ivory Coast, Guinea, and Liberia. Okay. It's like the most beautiful mountain that you see. Super lush green, like man. So. It was my plan to basically, uh, I basically got a driver on a motorbike. He took me, basically driving me around the mountain. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in Ivory Coast. I cross the Guinea border, drive around the mountain, and then I'm coming back down through Liberia. Okay. And I'm going to head to, you know, uh, Liberia. So that was the plan. So everything was good. Got to see the mountain. I'm like, man, real scenic. Uh, so I'm with my GoPro recording the whole ride, man. It's beautiful, man. Different landscapes, so green. And I'm passing. I'm I'm ten miles away from the Liberian border. Okay. I'm recording with my GoPro, recording the mountain, and I just happened to pass a military base. It didn't look like a military base to me, man. Uh. So I'm recording, and the, some military people see me, and they just come out, run out, and basically stop us. And they just like, yo, come with me, and uh, they they grab my camera and I'm like, yo, what's going on? Uh, uh, they basically like, yo, it's illegal, it's against the law to record military, military personnel, military base. 
I'm like, yo, I didn't know this is military base. I'm not trying to record y'all. I'm recording Mount Nimba. Uh, Mount Nimba. I don't want no problems. Right, right, right. I don't want no problems with you. Now, I mean, we could handle this right now. I tried to delete the pictures, try to show them, but they already told, like, the superior officer. So he was like, he wasn't letting it go. I was trying to bribe the other the other military right. personnel. They was willing to take the bribe, but they was like, well, you already told him, and he already called and said oh, wow. they take it. So, so I'm just waiting around like, man, what's about to happen? And before you know it, they said they're going to take me to a police station. If everything checks out, they'll let me go. So we, they basically personally escort me like in a military truck where it's like I'm in the back with three other military soldiers. What? And we drive into, we drive in, it's like, I feel like Jason Bourne, like they just, they just, <laughs> they just caught Jason Bourne or some, you know, some right. terrorists or something. So we get to the police station. They, uh, you know, so they just start going through my bags, tell me empty everything. So they, they see the drone. So they 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 looking at high tech. They they, ain't, they probably never seen. Right. They're like, okay, who is this guy? So I pull out my passports. Right. They they see in the dual nationalities. Right. With all these different stamps, different visas, different countries. So they're like, man, who is this guy? You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just like, man, like every I was just pulling out more more technology, and they're like, who is this guy? You know what I mean? It was making my case look bad. Right, like, man, right, this, right. This guy could really be a spy. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, yo, man, like, look, man, I'm traveling West Africa. I try to show them pictures. It's like, man, y'all try, really trying to charge me for espionage? Like, yo. So they ended up taking me from that police station to the main police station in Lola. Mm. Lola is like in Guinea. It's like the, I don't know, that's like where they got the main headquarter police station, uh-huh. whatever. So we, they, we drive over there. I'm over there. I'm like, man. So everyone basically... Barely speaks English or is just speaking French. So we get to the police station. I'm like, man, it's not, they not really not serious right, right. now. Like, there's got to be a misunderstanding. I'm about to get let, let go. So at this time, this six hours already passed. So I'm like, all right. So I'm here. You know, they, they going through my stuff. They documenting stuff. Um, so this guy comes. He's like a, a worker for MTM. It's like mm-hmm. a phone company, whatever. He's he's the only one that could kind of speak English. So he was translating, telling me everything was going on. And I'm like, if you know my personality, like, I mean, I'm kind of like laughing. I'm like, he, he translating what they say and I'm looking at him. He, he was talking to me like kind of like laughing, smiling. And I was just like, you're not serious. Y'all really going to charge me for espionage? Like, I deleted the photo. Like, yo, I didn't know it's a military base. Right. Like, you can't arrest me for... You know, for not knowing or, you know, my first time of right, right, right. And I'm like, y'all really serious? And then he was like, yeah, man, like, you really in big trouble. And I was just like, what? So before you know it, they, they fingerprinted me. You know what I mean? They they rolled so, it. So what is, what's going through your head <laughs> my, as all this is happening? Going through my head, I'm like, man, this is crazy, man. So it's like my head. Because really- at this point, you, you don't know it's for 32 hours. All point- you know is you get arrested <laughs> for Espionage, one of the highest offenses <laughs> of any government. <laughs> man, bro, I'm like, man, this can't be serious. That can't be serious, man. They're not serious. I'm like, man, I'm just thinking, like, how long can they really hold me here? And before you know it, I'm fin- fin- getting my fingerprint taken, and they they document all my stuff. Every single thing I had in my bag, they writing it down, like, you know, like, I'm about to really go to jail, man. And before you know it, dog, man, time passed, and it's like, Man, it's like so. What's going on? And before you know it, it's just like time passing. It's just like what twenty four hours passed. It's just like it, it was. They it was, it was just like, well, you're sleeping here, and <laughs> they leave one by one. And it's right. just like one guard, one police officer, basically kind of like watching me. So it's just like that's it. I'm so, here in this cell, just what sleeping here, and it's just like wow, this can't be serious. This so, can't be real life. <laughs> After the first night of going to sleep, <laughs> and you wake up, and you're like, I'm really in this jail cell. Yo, so did you have a fear of like, yo, they might keep me here, I might not ever get out, or did you always feel like, oh, no, I'm going to get out of this? Yeah, I, I, man, I felt like, man, this this, this is not real right now, man, I'm going to get out of this. But in the morning, I was starting to get annoyed, like, man, all right, I'm ready to get out of here, man. Right. it was just, like, the cell was open, man, it was just, man, you mosquitoes, bugs, man. I don't mm. even know. Probably even rats. I was hearing something. But after that, I was just like, man, 
I barely wasn't eating anything. Mm-hmm. Like I got to give them money to go give me food, but in that town there was no food. It was like all you could get is like a bread mayonnaise with egg sandwich, mm-hmm. egg sandwich. So basically, put mayonnaise on the bread and they they fry egg and right. there you go. That's your that's your lunch <laughs> lunch and dinner. You know wow. what I mean? So after that, I was just like, man, I'm getting annoyed. It's time for me to go. So uh, they allowed me to make a call. So I made a call to one of my French-speaking friends. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She speaks French. She's from uh, St. Martin. So I told them, they was like, do you have anyone to try to, you know, help your case? Tell them who you are. So I was like, yo, man. Look, I was surprised that she even picked up the number because I didn't have a, a Guinea SIM card. Right. The, the guy that worked for MTM, he let me use his phone. So I made the phone call. She kind of helped my case, you know, telling him, yo, he's just a tourist. He's traveling, you know, he was trying to bring up different stuff, essence, whatever, you know. And I was just like, man. So um, after that, um, they they allowed me to call the U.S. Embassy. So I called the U.S. Embassy at 10 a.m. And I explained to them, yo, I was just taking pictures and uh, I was taking pictures of Mount Nimba and then they... Resting me thinking I'm trying to spy on their military base. And I was just like, yo, it's a big misunderstanding. And they was like, yeah, definitely. We're going to uh, just hold in there. We're going to get you out. So I called them at 10. At 3 p.m., I was released, man. Wow. I was just like, man. I was happy. I was like, man. But it was just like, man, that, y'all that just is, wasting my time. That man. is, <laughs> man, one of my biggest fears, getting arrested in general, <laughs> let alone getting arrested <laughs> Way overseas, getting arrested Boy, way overseas. I was about to say that's a, that's the third point. Getting arrested way overseas when you don't speak the language, so you can't even properly explain. Like, yo, I ain't the one, y'all, because they're looking at you like I don't know what you're saying. But you you are uh, committing a major crime, and you might be in here for a while. Yeah, that's nuts, bro. Wow, wow. So I guess something to keep in mind <laughs> when we're traveling overseas. When you traveling in West Africa, be careful with your camera, mm. man. Most Africans they hate they hate getting their photo snapped. A lot of times, government buildings you you're not allowed to take pictures of. Like security come out of nowhere, snatch your phone or right. your camera, or give you problems, man. Always, if you see people, you know, always try to ask them, Yo, yeah. can I take your picture? Yeah. Maybe give them small coins or something, you know, break them off a little bread or something. You know, you don't have no problems. Like, man, even my dad, like, he don't like, he don't like me taking pictures of him to put on social media. Just right. imagine, just imagine, you know, a, a, a foreigner taking right. a picture of you and you like, what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, so that's like a lesson learned, man. You you learn that traveling around West Africa, man, like for like a mission to, a to like a tourist place, right. it would be like $2. But to bring your DSL camera in, would be anywhere from like 10 to $15. It's wow. just like to kind of like discourage you right, from right, right. taking pictures. But, Interesting. Uh, huh. Woo, wow. I, I'm just thinking like, <laughs> bro, I would not be okay. I would not be okay. And here you are trooping. You're keeping the party going. So what what were some of the other highlights in West Africa? Man, let's see. And what were some of the similarities? Because I know that, I mean, as a region, there's a lot of similarities between West African countries. Ghana, Togo, and Nigeria are right in a row. So yeah. did it feel like the same country? Or did it feel like, no, you were entering somewhere different when you went to a different country? Um, so some of the food is similar, you know, we all eat the jollof rice, you And know? who got the best jollof? You gonna say Nigeria? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man, I don't know if you see my post, man, traveling West Africa, I'm probably gonna, you know, get my pa- my Nigerian passport revoked, but Liberia got the best jollof rice, man. What? So yeah, man. And is not even in the conversation. <laughs> Liberia, man. Nobody talks about that. It's Ghana versus Nigeria, <laughs> but Liberia got the best jollof. The best jollof, man, I'm telling you, it was good, man. Like, I thought it was a fluke. I went back to the lady again, and I was just like, yo, it's the real deal, man. They, the way they season, prepare their food is just like, it's another level, man. I'm sorry, Nigeria, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't lie, man. <laughs> I'm on the stand right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So you, you felt like it was... you. Obviously, there are similarities, common threads between them. Yeah. But could you tell, like, there's a certain vibe, like, if you were in Nigeria, 
like let's just say out on the streets, street style or nightlife, mm-hmm. you can tell the difference between someone in Lagos and someone in Accra? Um, no. Or is it sort of like a similar vibe within the region? Uh, I would say it's kind of like similar, you know what I mean? You can't really... Uh, ask the question again. I'm not really understanding. Like, you no, I'm just, I'm just saying, like the the people, the energy, the vibe. Mm-hmm. Does it feel similar throughout the region, or would you say that no, Ghana is completely different from what you're going to get in Togo versus mm-hmm. what you're going to get in Senegal? No, honestly, I feel like all West Africa, man, we all brothers and sisters. Like it's the same, the same vibe, man. Mm-hmm. Everybody out, the, everybody's. Hustling, the vendors, you know, trying to make money, you know, uh, same thing, man. Everybody's hustling and bustling, man. Right. Trying to make a dollar, uh, you know, everybody trying to feed you. The same type of love. I feel like it's all throughout West Africa. Nice. All through West Africa, yeah. Nice. Yeah, and what are some other highlights from the trip? Because um, I think for most people, um, most black Americans and black people from the Caribbean, that's the region of Africa you're from, so... As much as we love, you know, the southern region of Africa and the mm-hmm. east, eastern region like Kenya, Tanzania, we're from West Africa between the countries of mostly, I would say, Senegal over to Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like we just all need to take that trip at some point, man. You do. You do, man. It's like, it's, it has, I feel like it has to be mandatory. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you know you somewhere from there. If you travel, you got the funds, it's like, why not go see it? You know, right. learn about, you know, learn about your people, learn about, you know, the history that you don't learn, you know, in school or until you get to college. That's if you take that African studies class or a certain history class. Right. Like I was talking to my brother. He a history major. He didn't learn none of that stuff till he took that course. Right, you know what right, I mean? right. And it's just like, and how many people go to college? How many people are taking that, that course? So right. it's like a lot of people in the world, you know, they missing that information. Right. And yeah. I, I think the first time I really started getting into that information was in college. I almost had an African studies minor because I took about six or seven courses, I think, or something mm-hmm. like that. But I couldn't believe all the information that I had just never heard of before. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of blowing my mind, and I just kept going down that, you know, down that path. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I can't wait, man. I can't wait. Mm. I think on high on my list. I mean, all the countries you mentioned, honestly. Yeah. Now. Mali specifically, <laughs> which is a, like a no travel zone. No travel zone for the for U.S. For citizens. U.S. citizens, <laughs> European citizens, Australian citizens. I, I made I was typing in different countries just yeah. to see the different you know uh, the travel advisories. Right, and it was all the same. No go zone. No yeah. go zone. No go zone. No go zone. But you but, just went. You was like, eh, I'm going to go. <laughs> I was like, man, I really want to see it. It's like me. I'm like, man, I feel like I could go anywhere. I told you. But I'm not going to lie. That's the only place I was kind of scared. So when I was in Liberia, my driver, I got to know him. You know, we ended up partying together. Uh, he told me he drove from uh, he drove from Burkina Faso through Mali all the way to Morocco. And he told me about some stuff that he's seen. Uh, I don't know if you want me to talk about it. It might scare some people. Nah, get into it, man. <laughs> so he showed me a video. So he's driving. So he's driving through uh, Gao. Gao and Timbuktu is like the most dangerous areas of Mali. Mm. So basically, there's some stuff pop off. Some uh, Islamic uh, extremists, yeah. into Al Qaeda. They start shooting up, you know, people. And then he's like actually like seeing it. And wow. then, like, out in the sand, like, he's recording a video, basically, just of the bodies. There's, like, seven dead bodies, like, what? in the sand. And he's just recording and talking, like, man, it's so crazy. And I'm watching this video. Like, wow. And I'm just like, man, this is this the real deal. This is the yeah. real deal in Mali. Like, I don't know if I really want to, you know, go out here. Right, right, right. So, you know. But you went. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I want to do this, man. I'm going to go. <laughs> So I'm in Senegal. Uh, I'm with some friends. They telling me the same thing. It's like all I got was negative energy. Like Mali, do not yeah. go. Then I was hearing, well, Bamako, the capital city, is safe. Mm-hmm. But anything outside of Bamako mm, is risky. You know. So it was just like, all right. So all right, let's go to Bamako. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to Bamako. You know, nice city. Real. You know, it's real nice, beautiful. You know. And uh, I meet somebody at the hotel. He's from Timbuktu. Okay. 
So, you know, he tell me about the, you know, with the situation, everything going down. He basically saying like, look, it's, it can be dangerous, but you know, I, the fairer your complexion is, the more dangerous it is for you. Oh. <laughs> the, the extremists linked to Al Qaeda, they basically, you know, target Westerners. And I feel like by Westerners, oh, you know, okay. I feel like it's mostly, you know, white people, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, cause I, I feel like the, the travel advisory is more for, you know, white people. I see. I see. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, cause as a, as a black or African traveling, you know, you can't really tell the right. difference. Right, you know right, right. So he basically telling me like, you know, you're, you're black, you're African, you know, you'll be fine. You blend in, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, that's what he basically told me, man. The lighter your complexion, the more at risk. Wow. That's interesting. But he told me it's beautiful. You know, he goes often. He's saying, you know, yeah, some stuff happens, but it's not just like an everyday thing. So, which I think is most places anyway. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking after 9-11, if everyone had just stopped coming to New York, what yeah. what would that mean? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think about places like Egypt that yeah. that get a bad rap, but, yeah. you know, I think everywhere is a risk. Everywhere yeah. in the world is a risk. People still going to Paris. People still going to London. Exactly. People still going to Vegas. It's exactly. just like, it's exactly. just, I feel like it's the media. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, shooting happens. No one thinks of it. We still going to Vegas. Exactly. Exactly. We still going to Vegas. You know, we turn exactly. it up. But it's the same thing. But it's like, I feel like, Certain countries in Africa, like I feel like, once the social media shows this, that's all that's you remember. All, exactly. Nigeria, you just exactly. remember Boko Haram kidnapping the two hundred girls. Exactly. That's all you remember. And that's like, why I say it's so important yeah. to see the other side. Like, yeah, yeah, that is the truth of it, but it's so important yeah. to show the beauty and the peace and the happiness that is a vast majority of the experience. Mm-hmm. Because if everyone only hears about that one bad thing that happened mm-hmm. and doesn't hear anything else about the country. That's all they're going to think about when they hear that country. Mm-hmm. Like, even Mali, it being like a no-go zone for the U.S. and so many other countries. Mm-hmm. Mali has so much history. So the much empire, history. Yeah, the Mali Empire. Like, yeah. there's so much history there. So, yeah. so, it's unfortunate, man, that all that's kind of locked away in a, in a sense. It is. People, it you is, know? yeah. So, that's another thing. That's It was like pride. And it was like, man, I really want to show this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when I re- was researching Mali, I was like, whoa, I was blown away. I felt like it was like one of the most interesting places yeah. in West Africa. Yeah. Like it's the old it has the oldest civilization in West Africa, so much history. Mm-hmm. Mansa Musa and the Mali Empire and it's just crazy. I was just like, man, learning about all this information, like they got so many UNESCO sites, but they're kinda like in dangerous areas and it's just like, man, I really gotta share this. But yeah, and I end up traveling more farther, farther north and then I got malaria. I got malaria and one of What? Them. <laughs> Listen, this is the most intense 135 days. <laughs> you done got arrested <laughs> for espionage. <laughs> you keep moving. You keep on trekking. <laughs> and then you get malaria. How did you get malaria? I mean, they got malaria pills, man. Were you not taking the pills? Nah, I wasn't taking the pills. Oh, no. so you was just like, F these pills. I'm good. Yeah, I'm Gucci. I, mean, I, was, I was feeling, I don't know, kind of not stubborn, but it was like, man, like, man. I don't I'm, know noti- people, I'm, not- I'm noticing that's a common thread with you, man. <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> you like, people, I'm not going to listen. A lot of Africans don't take pills and stuff like that. So I'm like, man, I'll be all right. You know yeah, I mean? but they are in the region <laughs> and have a different type of immunity yeah, than we do. Yeah, a different type of immunity. <laughs> I was good for three months. I ain't get malaria till the fourth month. So it was just like, man. And what country did you get malaria in? I got malaria in Mali, man. Oh, got okay. malaria in Mali. So, man, what the day that I went to go see the the, the great uh, mosque of Janae, uh, you know, I had a fever. You know, I didn't really think too nothing of it. I thought it was like the bus ride, um, you know, getting sick by mm-hmm. locals coughing and spitting yeah. everywhere. So yeah. I thought I was getting sick from that. So the next morning I woke up, I still had the fever and I was like, man, something not right. Usually when I go to sleep, you know, you feel better the next day. So I was like, man, let me go get tested. So I went to the hospital, nearest hospital, got tested. Um, In an hour, they had the results and they was like, man, you got malaria. I said, malaria? I said, (laughs) oh, man, that's crazy. Not in a a hundred years I thought I'd get malaria, dog. But luckily, I didn't have the bad kind, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, they just gave me uh, three shots, and then I had to take pills for three days, three consecutive days, where it's like I'm taking a pill day and night, and right. then, you know, I was good, yeah. Sheesh. 
But shit, and all that the, to get tested uh, to get the medicine, it cost like fourteen dollars. Where okay. if I was like in America, you know, man, that would have been like two thousand dollar bill. Like one right. of my uncles, like he got the worst kind of malaria, and he didn't find out he had malaria till coming back to the U.S. And wow, he, he spent eleven thousand all at the hospital. He was in what? the hospital for like two weeks. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's crazy. And then another thing is like those pills, the anti-malaria pills. They can be expensive. They sometimes like 150, 180. So I don't know. I guess I was being cheap and like, man, being cheap. <laughs> Listen, and... <laughs> please don't be cheap with your health, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Don't be cheap with your health. If you got, if you got insurance or whatever, or you know, get your get your anti malaria pills. Yes, man. I have mine for my upcoming trip, and I'll be taking them. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you take them, man. But uh, <laughs> if you happen to get malaria, it's not the worst thing in the world, man. It's not. The no, worst big thing. no big deal. No big deal. It's not the worst thing in the world, man. I got cousins and friends in Nigeria. They get malaria two, three times a year, and it's just like a common cold to them. So it's like, you know, you could take Y'all, it. Y'all, do not listen to this guy. Get your malaria pills, and you'll be Gucci. Yeah. I ain't never catch malaria. I'm hoping to never catch malaria. And I keep going back to Africa. This guy's living on the edge. Clearly, he's a spy. So you can't listen to him. You cannot listen to him. But shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take your malaria tablets. <laughs> That's dope, man. So, outside of West Africa, which I'm sure you're going to go back to revisit, yeah. is the goal to visit all the countries in Africa and yeah. share their stories? Yeah, so it's, now it's like, so when I was in West Africa, it's like, man, it's so much history here. And this is like, you know, these countries have been colonized. Then I hear about Ethiopia. Yeah. Yeah, Ethiopia, I think, never been colonized. Right, right, so it's right, right. like, man, I want to go see a country where it looks like never being colonized, right. you know, never being taken over, not being ruled. Like, let me see the culture and exactly. what's going on here. Exactly. And it's just like, to man. See a, to see an African country untouched by Europe. Yeah, see what it looks like. How rare that is, <laughs> right? How rare that yeah. is, yeah. So it's just like, man, I want to see all of Africa, man. Like, all of Africa, you know, show the beauty of everywhere. You know what I mean? So much, so much in in Africa it's just like man and then outside of Africa now I want to go to you know basically where all you know the African slaves went you know yeah. I want to see Brazil I think Brazil has like the third or second largest population yeah. yep. outside of US and yep. Africa or something yep. so I was like man I really gotta go see this you know what yep. I mean I gotta go see my cousins over exactly. there exactly my- in Brazil <laughs> Brazil, the, the cultural connection is so strong especially in um, Since- what is it Salvador, I think. One of those Salvador, Salvador, Salvador de Bahia. Yeah, Salvador yeah. de Bahia. The, There's the, the, still a lot of Yoruba tradition. Yes, and Yoruba a lot traditions. Of, yeah. The language is very yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. There's an area of Colombia that's like that as well. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the part of Colombia, but it's like straight up West African culture. The food, the music, the look of the people, the way they dress, everything. Yeah. So just to see those, um, I guess like coveted sort of protected regions of the yeah. diaspora would be dope. Yeah, I definitely want to see the African diaspora, man, everywhere, man. The Caribbean, South America. Yeah, I got to see a little bit of uh, Central America when I was traveling last summer. Like, I was in Costa Rica, and I was expecting to see, you know, fair skin, you know, Spanish, you know, Costa Ricans. Yeah. And then I'm on the Caribbean side. I'm seeing, like... By Limon? Uh, yeah, Limon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see... Uh, Uba, I'm trying to think of different names. I need to look at my yeah. name. I'm starting to forget. But yeah, man, I'm seeing, you know, people that look like me. Yeah. Got dreads, rosters. Yep. I said, yep. man, here in Costa Rica. Yep. I said, man, nobody told me about this. It's crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah. We everywhere, man. That's the yeah, thing. Like, yeah, we yeah, everywhere. Yeah. And we, I think the more we get to connect with us around mm-hmm. the world, the more powerful we're going to be. That's I think that's what the, the Black Panther movie was about, man. Mm-hmm. Just showing the power of us if we can mm-hmm. maintain it, keep it within our, our reach. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's what the Wakanda is, man. And you, I think, sharing your experiences, show, showcasing the beauty, the power, the the just how dope the experience is to just connect with the continent. And I'm trying to do the same, man. I think... We just keep pushing with that, man. Yeah. Get everybody connected to the to the world, the continent, and abroad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like we're just gonna show we're gonna show what that is, mm-hmm. make that connection happen. Every black person listening to this podcast, <laughs> get your ass to Africa, man, and stop playing. Yeah, man, you gotta come, man. They waiting on you, man. Absolutely. We gotta bring that we gotta bring our money to 
We got to bring our money to Africa, West Africa, all of Africa, man. With the same energy we, we did with Black Panther movies. That's same energy with, with the Nike that's going on right now. Everybody buying Nike because of Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. Let's see, what else? Yeah, we got to bring the, the same energy, man. I feel like if African-Americans bring the same energy to Africa with those movements, man, Africa would be super developed. What I it's feel, supposed to be. Yeah, what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So what's yeah. what's next up for you? Uh, honestly, um, I really want to go to Dominican Republic. You know, okay. I want to go to my, my mom's, uh, motherland, you know, my mother, from the motherland to my mother's land. Right, right, know? right. I really want to go back. It's been a while. Last time I've been was like 2009 and I really want to go there like unsheltered. Last time I was with my parents, we went to Punta Cana. Then we went to go see family, you know, in Santo Domingo and different places. So this time I really want to experience all of, uh, Dominican Republic. Okay. Go to you know, other cities and, you know, really get to see the culture and see everything, you know, right. basically, yeah. And then also want to kind of do Haiti while I'm there since it's like the same island, man. That's another place, like when I was in Benin, like Haiti's, uh, you learn about so much about Haiti in Benin and I was like, man, I really want to go see there, see uh, Haiti. Really? Yeah. So is there like a big, is that one of the main ports that they were sending people to? Is yeah, Haiti? so, so, um, so there's, well, let me talk about, so there's like six main ports. There's way more, you know, ports in that, that slaves are getting shipped out. Yeah. But in West Africa, there was six, or well, Africa, there was six main ports. It was uh, Gordy Island is one. Uh, the second one was Elmina Castle in Ghana. No, no, yeah. The third one is in Benin, uh, Oida. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the fourth one is in Gabon. Fifth one was in... Uh, but yeah, so when I was in uh, Benin, when I was in Benin, uh, I was at one of the ports, the one of the six, uh, I guess, biggest ports, most important ports, mm. and uh, they had basically like this uh, this monument and this area. The tour guide he was telling me about, you know, the the history of Haiti and stuff like that, and like how it inspired them over over here in Benin. Oh wow! So that's why I was just like, man, I gotta go see Haiti. Wow! Yeah. That's dope. Haiti, the first free black republic in the Western Hemisphere. That's what's up, man. So we're going to look out for your travels. Yeah. And what's up next? You're going to be putting out video content from other countries yes, you've seen? Yes, so, man, I still got a lot of content I haven't posted. And, uh, I've been, I have still have a lot of countries I haven't even posted that I've been to on this West African trip. Also, I'm going to be making videos talking about uh, West Africa, the history and also how to make it easier for you guys so you guys don't take the L's that I took being in, thrown in jail. We ain't trying to be in jail, bro. Also, making it easy for you guys to travel because when you, you know, look online, it's, you barely see any information online on West right, Africa. Right. So I want to make it easy so everyone could travel West Africa efficiently and as easy as possible. Man. So videos coming. Stay tuned. Stay tuned on... Uh, my Instagram, turn on the post notification. What's the Instagram so they know where to follow? Uh, my Instagram, Toquito Negrito. Yeah. Look out where, where'd you get that name anyway? <laughs> so, man. All right. <laughs> so, um, so, I'm half Dominican, right? Right. So, my, my full name is Ola Tokumbo. And if you want to uh, break down the name, uh, the main part of the name is Tokumbo. Mm-hmm. And if you want to break it down even more, it's Tokes. Okay. So, my mom, you know, gave me the nickname Toki and then... You know, she's, my mom only speaks Spanish to us. So, basically, Toki became Tokito, like my little Toki. Oh, so, okay. So, you know, I got messages and voicemails where she's, uh, venga acá, Tokito, you know? Like, <laughs> so, I just ran with it, you know? So, that right. was my Instagram name, Tokito, and Negrito right, just rhymes. Right. It's just like black person. So, yeah, Tokito Negrito, there you go. That was, that's been my Instagram name for, I don't know, since I started Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope, man. So, that's it. Toquito Negrito. Thank you for coming through, my man. Appreciate it. No problem, man. No problem. And all y'all, we all going to see Africa, and we not going to get arrested. Soul Society 101, the podcast, we out. Peace. Yeah.
So the slave castle experience, I've always wondered, is that as deep as people make it seem? Because I know some people say they cry. Some people say they get chills. Some people are just like, it's nothing like that in the world. So how would you describe that experience? Man, it's like, unlike nowhere. Like, I went to Elmina Castle. You know, I, I, I didn't really know too much about the history when I went. It was just like, oh. It's one of the things to do on TripAdvisor. So I get there. Right. And I meet the tour guide. He starts getting into it. And before you know it, it's like you just glued to everything he's saying. Mm. And then let me let me rewind. It's like when you're there, there's like this stench, this smell. Like mm. you could smell like just where thousands of people were just trapped in a room, peeing. <laughs> man, basically, man, that was just on top of each other. Right. Eating, vomiting. Right. Using the bathroom all in one place, right. you could just smell, smell the the smell. Like they right. cleaned it and stuff, but it's like right, you right, still right. could smell it. And mm-hmm. it was just like, it's just like, man, it's just awful, man. It, it was like watching, it was like watching a slave movie or being in a slave movie, just just picturing it right there right, live. And right. it was just like, man, it's like you get the same feeling, mad, angry. Right. You know, you're mad at the colonizers. You just like, man. But yeah, it was it's like one of the I guess most deepest experience I had, but yeah, you learn so much about slavery and the history. Like you don't in in high school and middle school, they don't go really deep into his uh, into slavery. Right. They just say where you know there was this amount of slaves. They came here. They went to America. Whatever. But when you're there, man, you you get the exact number. Man, you they they tell you the condition, how it was treated. They mm-hmm. show you. Some of the boats, you know, they show you. There's like this uh, one place. Um, this is this isn't in uh, this isn't in uh, Ghana. This is in Nigeria and Calabar. They have like a boat, and they have like um, basically like fake people, like, and it shows them like on a boat, like exactly oh, how okay. that was like chained, yeah, and yeah, yeah. laying on the boat, and you could see like, man, they ain't had no space. It was right. just like, man awful man it's just like man it's like man how can you do this to another human being right and then the the craziest thing about all the castles in the middle of that horrible place that it was a church in the center of all of the castles a church just imagine all this suffering and torment going on and how can you just in the middle of it just go to praise god that's why i was like man a lot of people a lot of people in in those regions man they don't believe in and God and Christianity and whatever they right. was, you know, preaching. Because right. it's like, how can you, you know, praise and read all this? And it's like, you you treating these people bad. Right. They're right. the same as you. They're just a different color. And you got a church in the middle of all that. Wow. It's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah, but definitely everybody got to go see those, those slave castles. Yeah, I think you would be doing yourself a disservice to go to West Africa and not, yeah. not go have that experience yes but i definitely want everyone to see more than that though you know there's there's a a lot of history in west africa i want people to go see i want people to get more than just you know slavery yes important to know you know the history on slavery and you know yeah but but black black history didn't start at slavery yeah black we need to learn about the empires and and the power and the science that because we always hear about how the greeks and romans you know with their architecture Mm -hmm. but all that came from Africa. Yes, man. You got to learn about, you know, a lot of times you never learn about, you just learn about the Greek mythology, Roman mythology. I didn't even know that there was African mythology. Mm. I was in Nigeria and I'm just learning about it. And I was just like, man, that's crazy. You know, and you don't really hear, you hear about, you know, other religions that much. And then like voodoo, all my life, I thought it was like, you know, some crazy religion, you know, worshiping the devil, you know, doing black magic. Right. And I'm just... I learned, like, the real definition of voodoo. Mm. And it's, like, basically, you know, like, honoring uh, the ancestors that passed. And it's, like, you know, kind of talking to, you know, your ancestors and respecting. And it's basically, you know, it's, it's just, you know, I feel like it's just, I don't know, media. And I don't know, I feel like people that were trying to convert people to Christianity, that were saying, oh, voodoo's bad, it's evil. And right. Kind of giving it, like, a negative connotation. So. Right. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff you gotta learn, man. When you're in West Africa, you know, the Ghana Empire, Mali Empire, man, the Benin Empire, man. So much history. Everybody gotta go see, learn up on it, man, and see what we contributed as a 
people as a tribe. You know what I mean? Like a lot of times, you know, we're being taught that oh, we were just savages and we weren't doing nothing, but man, we was smolting irons right. since a uh, thousand BC. Right, right, right. Yeah. So it's not like we dumb people or we weren't doing anything, man. We we've been doing the same thing, if not more, than other civilizations. Right. But yeah. So what what's like one thing that you learned in West Africa that you feel like made you realize that you have to go and learn firsthand? Man, basically the Benin Empire in Nigeria, Benin City. So at one point in time, uh, there was there was an empire. They built like this man-made wall. Till 2012, it was thought to be four times the size of the Great Wall of China. Wow. And that's why that was so powerful, because no one could basically invade the fortress. And it's just crazy. Like, I never heard of that. It's just like, all your life, you know, everyone's hearing about the Great Wall of China and how it's so great. But it's like, man, Africans did the same thing. Right. It's like, there's no praise at all. Right, right, right. To 2012. To <laughs> Till 2012, man, it was thought to be, you know, the the longest wall ever. And it's just like, man, no praise at all. And it's like, you haven't even heard about it. World I, history, I, haven't, I haven't heard no a word. Yeah, like, I had crazy. no idea. Yeah. But, yeah. 